0: Hey, Blue Shirt Breakaway fans! Welcome to another week of the Blue Shirt Breakaway. I'm here with my friend Greg, and we're doing a very special mailbag end of season edition with a prospect interview. Greg, say hello.
1: Hi, everybody.
0: Oh, we finally made it to our uh, wonderful second mailbag edition ever. Our first mailbag edition went really well. I think that's when we argued if a hot dog is a sandwich or not.
1: And it is. I'm glad I'm we agreed glad on that. We
0: did not agree at that at all. And uh, so today, I figured we. This is pretty much the layout for the show. The first part of the show, you and I are going to go over some Ranger questions that everyone asked us. We're going to do the hard-hitting future or maybe the sad-hitting future of the Rangers. Uh, then we're going to throw it over to an interview I did with a Reddit user named hey Peppers. His name is also James. That's his real name. Uh, he's a prospect wizard, and he'll be telling us about the depth that is not the Ranger uh, prospect pool. And then after that, we're going to throw it back to us, which we'll be the recording about right now. And during that recording, we will be talking uh, some baseball and mostly nonsense. So you'll get all your rangers out of the way now, and then you can come back for the nonsense.
1: And I apologize if I make uh, just weird sounds in the middle of this. Bartolo Colon is currently hitting, so if something happens, uh, I am not to be held responsible for what
0: everyone knows that. uh, Will come out of my mouth. You watch the mouth. You watch the mouth. You yes, I said it. You watch the bets when we podcast. Um, Right. So let's start with these questions. Uh, Let's do it. Let's do this first who do you consider the core of the Ranger team and who are the, the players that the Rangers absolutely need to keep to be competitive?
1: See now I think there are two different questions there because as the core constitutes right now, there are players considered core that I think the Rangers need to move. So why don't we do who should the Rangers core players be, which basically means the untradables, right? Okay. Uh, and I think that is easy. I think McDonough, is basically your only defenseman where under any circumstance you can't move him. And I think you put Zook in the category offensively where he is a core player. You can convince me that Derek Brassard is in the same category and then there's Hank. And really those 4 in my mind are the only untouchables. I think everyone else can be had for the right price.
0: I hate to agree with you, but I do believe I do.
1: Yeah, and I think I've- Big thing we're going to be discussing on this podcast this week. Um, you know, we you have to ask some hard truths about Derek Stepan, about Chris Kreider, about Rick Nash, because we've gone on – they've had three runs now. They made one Stanley Cup. They made one Eastern Conference Final, and they quickly got their asses handed to them by a better Penguins team. And that Penguins team is going to stay intact and get better as they go off, where the Rangers – We need to ask the question, have we seen the best that this core group can give you? And I think the hard truth is, yes, we have.
0: Right. I think
1: we've seen the peak. And everything from here on out is um, a downward slope. And the only way to reverse course is by, I don't want to say rebuild, because the Rangers do not have the farm system to rebuild, but they need to retool. They need to they need to do something different.
0: This team definitely needs to be retooled in, in, in many ways. And I think one of the ways that we were talking about this in a question we got asked is, do we now go after Steven Stamkos? Uh, one of our guests later on this podcast has very strong feelings about this.
1: Uh, and I will tell you off the bat, uh, no, we do not. Not because Steven Stamkos is not the kind of player you want to build around. He absolutely is. But the Rangers are in no position to be giving one single player that much money when they have so many holes. There are so many things Rangers need to do to get back to the point where we're talking about this team being uh, Eastern Conference contenders and going to Stanley Cups. They are not one player away. And to get Steven Stamkos, you'd have to get rid of so much. You'd have to get rid of you'd have to get rid of Nash somehow. You'd have to get rid of Girardi somehow. You'd have to get rid of Stepan and you'd probably have to get rid of Kreider. And that just gets you one guy, Steven Stamkos, who, by the way, does not fill the Rangers' biggest hole, which is their blue line play, their defense. That is their biggest problem, and that needs to be their number one priority. I
0: agree, uh, considering we have no depth whatsoever in the defensive pool. I mean, we None. have Brady Shea. That's nice. but That's great.
1: We, we basically, in my mind right now, the, the Rangers players they have on the roster, they have... Uh, three guys that can play at a high level in the NHL, and they have one guy, Dylan McElrath, who's a very good third-line defenseman. And last time I checked, you can't really do much of anything with just three good defensemen and one average defenseman.
0: So that being said, are we going to re-sign Yandel?
1: No. I don't I think, think so Yandel either. is gone. I, and, you know, honestly... Um, I know there's a very big Ranger faction that wants Yandel back, but I think he's again, Rangers aren't exactly in the position to be giving one guy uh 6 plus million dollars which I think Yandel can get, and he he's just not the kind of defenseman the Rangers need at this point. He is offensive minded, he's great on the power play and on a deep defensive unit, he's very solid. He's a good second line defenseman. But the Rangers need so many other pieces that Yandel is a luxury they just can't afford right now.
0: So that being said, we talked about this earlier in the day. Do we think that this team might trade Broussard or Kreider? <sighs> I know
1: Kreider's a restricted free agent. We might just not sign him. Here's I, – well, I mean, you trade him because uh, NHL is strange and they don't – you know, other teams don't really sign players to co- offer sheets, which is – very interesting, where we see it in the NFL all the time, and the NBA especially. Um, the thing is, will the Rangers trade Kreider, Stepon, Nash? Uh, I think they'll definitely trade one of them. What they should do is trade all three. And I'm not saying that out of spite. I'm saying that because, again, we're talking about the Rangers needing to retool. The Rangers need to give something up in order to get something back. That's something... Vans need to understand. I mean, that and was my Keith Yandel midseason argument, just to be it, fair. It, it, it was. And you know what? In hind, hindsights 2020. would oh. have been great to trade Yandel, but I, I did not see the collapse coming from this team that we saw look, in the playoffs. Look,
0: everyone, I'm smart. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, you were right on, dude. And um, I think we were all duped a little bit by that hot run the Rangers got just before the trade deadline thinking that, hey, maybe this team does have one more run in them. Um, And we just, we, you know, the Rangers caught a red hot penguin team at the very wrong time. Maybe our conversations are completely different. If the Rangers were in the Islanders position, we played the Panthers. Now, I don't know if the Rangers beat the Panthers because the way we were playing was just atrocious. I'm not sure we could have beaten anyone in the playoffs in a seven game series with how poorly we were defending, but you know, you caught the wrong team at the wrong time in the penguins. And Honestly, I have no problem saying I think the Penguins are going to be the representative of the Eastern Conference in the Stanley Cup Finals. Oh, do you? I do. Uh, but to get back on point, um, I, I definitely – it'd be very hard to imagine Rick Nash in a Rangers uniform come October of next year. That's a hard sell. It was a kind of – you had fans that were ready to jump off the ship after – the Stanley Cup run, you had even more fans ready to jump off the ship after last year's Eastern Conference Finals run, and now I think every fan is like, you know, it's fine. We can move on without Rick Nash. I think it's I- too much. It's too much money to commit to one player who is not quite helping you.
0: So we were talking about the Daily News story earlier that, that we might end up trading Rick Nash for another help on the blue line.
1: Yes, uh, Pat Leonard had a good article today. And I would think Pat's a little bit more informed than both of us. So you'd have to think that it's more than just conjecture, him saying it, but it also might just be a very good sports writer writing a decent article and giving his opinion. But uh, the St. Louis Blues have a free agent in their captain, David Becks, who's a young center that's put up multiple 50 point seasons, kind of like Derek step He plays gritty. Um, and there's a chance that they're not able to resign him. And they're an even bigger chance that coach Ken Hitchcock might not want to resign. We've seen Hitchcock shake up the blues before. I don't think any of us would have imagined a scenario in which the blues traded someone like TJ Oshie before the season started, but that didn't stop him. Uh, and he has a history with Rick Nash. There is familiarity between the two and they have a defenseman, Kevin Shattenkirk that is on basically an expiring contract going in the next year. Um, he's a new Rochelle, New York native He's been quoted before saying he'd love to play one day in New York. He didn't know when it would happen, but it was definitely an option for him at all times. I I personally think there could be something there between the Blues and the Rangers, um, with the framework being Nash going to the Blues to replace backs and uh, Shat and Kirk coming to the Rangers. Uh, uh, but you and I also talked, if the Rangers did that trade, that can't be the only defenseman they bring in.
0: No, that can't be it. Uh, you'd have to trade Kreider or Broussard for another top four defenseman or top six
1: defenseman. Not, not just that. You'd have to – something else we talked about, which I think is worth mentioning. I don't know if you have a specific question for it. I'll just go um, for it. But in order to move Girardi, you oh. have to give something of value up. Uh, and I, th- I think Stepan, considering he's under contract for so long and the cap hit is not that crippling – uh, I think it's easier to pair Girardi with Stepan than it would be Kreider because you have to remember whichever team is getting Kreider also needs to sign him to a new contract. So there's obligations there uh, that aren't necessarily there with Stepan.
0: But I think a lot of teams would want to sign Kreider to a new contract. I mean, he's a he's that hasn't shown his full potential, but he's still. I think he's like 24 now.
1: He's still. It's incredible how young he is because it's, like it's felt like he's been now. around forever, right? Uh, teams that are going to be interested in He's my He's 25, mind, by in, the way. He
0: just turned it last uh, two days ago.
1: Teams that I think will be interested in the likes of Kreider and Stepan, you look at the Avalanche. Um, I think the Ducks are going to want to shake a couple things up considering they lost another playoff series. Uh, you have to watch the Kings if they lose out on Milan Lucic, but uh, everything Lucic is saying is he wants to go back to L.A. Um, the Canucks need to do something they probably need a bigger roster shakeup than the Rangers do. Uh, and there might be some pieces there that can work us sending players there and them sending players here. Um, those are Western Conference teams and we've talked about, the Blues. The Blackhawks may look to make a couple moves this year. There are going to be Western Conference teams hungry to make moves. And if the Rangers don't want to deal with, you know, inter trades, um, they don't have to. Right. But you could always look at, you know, Yager's a free agent. Yuri Hoodler's a free agent down in Florida. Like that you said, Yager's a free agent. Like, oh, <laughs> he's hey, I'm, I, I, I don't, I believe it. He could keep
0: playing. Why not? I, uh, I, I believe it. Actually, now that you know, he's gonna be forty-five, yeah. but
1: that's crazy. And, you know, the Panthers they have young players to move, and they would love to keep building around the core that they have. So they're a trade p- partner you could definitely be interested in. Uh, Even the Bruins, you know, if you wanted to try and capitalize on the Bruins who may have to replace Louis Erickson who's leaving this year um, in free agency, there are a possibility as well. There are plenty of teams that will be interested in the pieces the Rangers have if the Rangers do choose to move. And, you know, the one thing going in the Rangers' uh, favor, it's kind of an underwhelming free agent class after Stamkos. There's not a whole lot out there that you would want to commit big money to.
0: Franz Nielsen might get $3 million.
1: Right, which which speaks highly of the state of the free agent market. Would you rather get someone like Derek Stepan on maybe a market level or slightly below market level deal or do you want to spend big money on, you know, Michael Bodeker or something (laughs) like that? No, I mean, not really. Um, So that being said,
0: since we're talking about the offseason and free agents, like what are our greatest fears and hopes going into this offseason?
1: My greatest fear is that the Rangers for all intents and purposes, stand pat. Um, I, I don't think they will. The things Vigneault has been saying in the media sure makes it sound like he understands a shakeup is needed. But without a doubt, my greatest fear is we have to see Girardi install opening night as a defensive pairing for the Rangers and that they didn't make any improvements defensively. Uh, my greatest hope as I've said, I know this will bug some people. Uh, I hope somehow they trade Nash for Shattenkirk. That would be great. Again, I, I I am not an insider. I do not know the goings and comings like I do, say, in MLB, where I have a good read on the market and who may be available for what. Um, I would hope the Rangers let Yandel walk. I hope they are able to pair Stepan and Kreider with Girardi and move Girardi out of here. And, uh, I I, honestly, the one free agent on the market, I hope the Rangers sign is a defenseman by the name of Chris Russell. Who's currently, he's been playing fantastic for the Dallas stars this year and he's due for a hefty race. He is one of the, I think he only has 10 penalty minutes this year and he's a stay at home defender who knows when to stick his nose into a play. And he's everything the Rangers lacked this year on the blue line and would be such an upgrade for this team. You could pair him uh, with just about anyone on the Rangers defensive roster not named Girardi or Stahl and immediately approve it. And honestly your defense looks so much different if you have the likes of McDonough Shea, Russell Shattenkirk, Klein and McElrath and you just have to live with... I don't think there is a perfect world where you can move both Mark Stahl and Dan Girardi, and if I have to choose between the two, I guess Mark Stahl is the one I'd keep
0: Mark at least for one more year. It's definitely the one you'd keep, and you're going to keep Mark Stahl for maybe two years. He's he's around. Right. He's sticking.
1: Yeah, Gir- but, he, he can I still mean, play hockey.
0: I mean, not at times, not incredible.
1: Uh, like, if he doesn't have to play, if you're not expecting him to play 82 games, I think it could be a lot more effective. Of course, they're paying him to be a number one defenseman, and those days are just gone. You have to accept that. But if you're rotating Stahl and McElrath on your bottom defensive pairing, I, I think things are looking up. And you've definitely done something right this off season. Now, what are the odds this actually happens? Probably Yeah, slim. so I
0: don't think we end up trading Rick Nash. And I, I want to. I, I think it's his time here. It didn't really work out. He, didn't, he scored like 41 goals in the first half of a season once. But like, other than that, he's, he's been a really great penalty killer. Has he done anything else?
1: See, I I think Nash is actually the one player – I think Nash is the one player I would almost guarantee the Rangers will move. I have less faith that they'll move Kreider or Stepan um, because they still see young value in them. And, you know, they are young players. I'm not saying their best years may not be ahead of them, but uh, I just, you know – Complacency is your worst nightmare as a sports franchise, and even the best teams make constant moves. Like the Black- Blackhawks' core has been around forever; they've won Stanley Cups, but they keep changing the uh, supporting Complementary pieces around them. Yeah, yeah. And the Rangers. You know, we just haven't we haven't done much. There hasn't been an influx of talent, and we've we've gotten. What we thought are big pieces and have traded away sizable assets to get our few big pieces. And it just didn't work out. And the Rangers need to need a reboot. They need to reload the farm system a little bit. And the only way you're going to reload the farm system when you don't have draft picks is by trading some of your proven talent. And in my mind, the only player I don't want to trade is uh, Zuccarello. I think there are scenarios where you could even trade McDonough. I think there are scenarios where you could even trade Hank. Um, Hank would never move, though. He would never no. go. No, and why Why would the Rangers move him? He's a marketable star in a city that requires a team to have marketable stars.
0: Yeah, he's not moving. Um, uh, I don't even think Zook's moving at
1: all. But uh, No, I don't think Zook's in the conversation. But I think uh, everyone I else think, is
0: on the table, and I think McDonough would be a really hard sell because we can't move him. He's the only defenseman we have that plays.
1: <laughs> so. Right, but if you're, gonna, if you're just going to blow up the defense and move everybody, like you move McDonough if you move everybody. You don't move McDonough – if your plan is to just reshuffle the deck. That's Here's not an interesting question that, do. That,
0: that was not asked to us. Um, do you think McDonald should still have the C next year?
1: I don't see why not.
0: I'm just asking. Just want to throw it out there. Who's, I, I don't have a good reason.
1: I think, uh, I, I mean, who, who's? Who's? You, you don't, for whatever reason, give the C to a goaltender. Um, no, you don't. So you're not giving it to Hank. Uh, Zuccarello is, by all means, a big vocal voice in the locker room, but... I don't think, think Zook would feel comfortable taking it from McDonough. No, I don't uh, and so. I, I don't think – is not the kind of guy that's going to remove the C. I don't think that, that's his M.O. I think he – we've seen him defend veterans to no end. I can't imagine a scenario in which he strips McDonough of his captaincy.
0: I agree. Um, so, yeah, I think this is going to be a very, very big shakeup of the Rangers this offseason. And, and if there's not, I think that's actually my greatest fear, too is that we go yeah. we go into this and I just nothing really happens we come back with the same team and the same core next year and we go, well let's try this one more time. And
1: yeah, and if I, and if not to cut you off, but okay. I I've I've talked about moving Nash, Stepan, and Kreider, and I'm sure we're going to get a question, well, who would you want to replace them? And honestly, I I don't I don't I it's not that I don't care, but I it almost doesn't matter because the Rangers you can always find if you if the Rangers get out of the gate hot and they decide they need a goal scorer, you can always find a goal scorer. There's always gonna be someone like a Lee Stepniak who's available on the market. You're <laughs> I
0: can't believe we just gonna called be able Lee to find Stepniak, a Lee Stepniak a goal
1: scorer when we let him go. Yeah, and you know what he did? He scored goals. I know. Um, my point is you're always gonna find a guy, or there are plenty of guys with goal scoring history that you can Keep shuffling the deck and try and find lightning in a bottle. The Rangers' number one priority has to be to change up their defense. They need players that can prevent um, scoring situations from naturally occurring and can put their bodies on guys and make life difficult for opposing teams and not have in Hanks their own end. The
0: most dangerous shots of all time, all the time. Yeah,
1: yeah, like. Give Hank some help. Hank is 34. His prime is, if it's not over, it's going to it's, be soon. We're at the tail end here. Y- you gotta give Hank as much support as possible. And the only way to do that is by loading up on defense. And we like Shea. We like McDonough. We like McElrath. If you bring in Shattenkirk and Russell, and you just try to pray to God that Mark Stahl can give you 50 competitive games next year, you're in a whole different situation defensively and you can make things work with a top line of uh Zook, Miller, and Fost. Like you can piece it together. I know that's not the sexiest top no. line ever. No, it is not. Um, <laughs> and I know like by doing this, you're setting up your second line to be some bastard child combination of Victor Stahlberg. Stolberg's uh, not coming back. Pavel, I think he gets sa- I get signed over Yeah, like Buknovich is going to be the best player on your second line if you trade Stepan, Nash, and Kreider. But you know what? The Rangers have made more with less before, and they've only done it when they've had good defensive units. There is no point trying to build up a top six forward line if your defense is going to be as bad as the Rangers' defense has been. And honestly, if you can trade Nash, for Shattenkirk, if you can clear Ross, uh, cap room by pairing Girardi with Kreider and or Stepan and bring in someone like Russell, got to do it, in my mind. You just got to do it.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a shake-up season for us. Uh, and I think that's all we'll talk about with the seriousness. Oh, let's talk about one more thing. What do you think about AV this year in general? Now that's all over. Like, What do you think about his system and the way he's really used guys? Because, you know... Uh Keatner pointed out to us one of our Reddit user followers that like he never really played Nash and Eric Stahl on the same line. Like there's just some things he just like couldn't figure out how to use people.
1: You know how I'm I'm trying to think of the, like proper the correct way, way to, to say this. how
0: AV's good, yeah. but like he still has like those flaws. That's his
1: flaw as a coach. Yeah, yeah. A V, you know, let's also remember Um the Rangers are on this very long postseason streak right now. There was once a time where the, it would be a surprise for the Rangers to make the Dan. Right.
0: This was my whole point all year that the Rangers have played for three years straight, uh, and uh, they've been nonstop. And
1: I, as much of an abject failure as this year feels like, th- th- this this year, right, this year felt this. I didn't mean to cut you off. Did I cut you off?
0: No, you're good now. Okay. Uh, you you are you are breaking completed? up a lot. Goddamn
1: yeah, so. internet connection.
0: Yeah, you're you're back now.
1: All right. There. As much as we have to give AV crap for what happened this year, because there, while it's not one person's fault, it's everyone's fault, and AV is definitely included in that. Remember that there was a time where, where um, we had these expectations going into this year because we've been to two Eastern Conference Finals and one Stanley Cup in the last 2 years previously. So the Rangers had expectations that have it it feels like the Rangers have always had expectations, but that's not the case. We were never a cup favorite with Tortorella and we are one now with a we were one now with AV and he deserves credit for that. So and we're also talking about a season as a failure because the Rangers had a first round exit, not that they missed the playoffs. So I think you got to keep everything a little rel- relative and I I think you got to give AV a bit of the benefit of the doubt. He Yes, he mismanaged the offensive lines occasionally. There is no denying that. He never figured out what to do with Eric Stahl. But also, the Rangers never needed Eric Stahl. They needed D, and they never got D. And I think, as like, we were fine with the stall trade because it didn't feel like the Rangers gave up much, but I wasn't happy that the Rangers didn't address their defense whatsoever.
0: No, I wasn't happy about that at all. So... I'm right there with you. Uh, I think is going to stick around as a coach for another year or two. I think uh, he's on a tighter leash next year. But I don't think he's going anywhere, guys. I think you got to get used to his system. He does have a lot of uh, bonuses as a coach. He comes with a lot of some, some baggage, and that's kind of line mismanagement and trying to figure out how to use his players. That was a problem he had in Vancouver. But, you know, he brought us to the promised land once, and I know that everyone gives him a pass for that, but there's a reason we went. He's a good coach.
1: So Is there a clear better option available as well, in the NHL. The Ducks That's coach? the other thing. The, the ex-Ducks coach? Bruce Boudreau. do you really want to bring in a guy who no. collapsed nope. three straight years with three two-series leads? Not at all.
0: Not even a little bit. But I'm just, you know, th- it, in, in hockey reveredness, I would say he's probably more revered than
1: A.V. is. I, I, yeah, but I don't know if that, you know, at the same time, I don't know if that's correct. Because what has Boudreau done?
0: No, I know. Exactly. Um, no, it, we're sticking with it, A.V. It, I, I like A.V. I really do um i know he's he he gives me fits sometimes and he's very frustrating to deal with on his lines but uh i'm all in and i'm excited to see what he does next year with a team that's going to be much less talented yep all right so listen we're going to throw it over to our first interview our first and only actually uh and uh i'll throw it to james we're gonna talk prospects for about 40 minutes and at the end of that if you're like man i've had enough of ranger hockey you can come back and we'll talk which is there such a thing um, but you can, we'll come back, we'll talk straight nonsense the entire time uh, about baseball and some other stuff that people asked us, and then we'll talk about the future of our podcast. Sounds good? Sounds great. Uh, here's me and James talking prospects. Hey everyone, we're here for our only interview of the day. I'm here with Hey Peppers, a.k.a. James. James, say hello.
2: Hello, hello Reddit. Hello, J- blue shirt pig, breakaway listeners.
0: James is our, our resident prospect king, and he's here to talk oh. about the future oh, of the rangers overrate,
2: man you're, <laughs> you're you're overrating me like like flyers fans overrate their defensive wow. prospects that's not a good idea oh
0: my goodness these shots are fired look we're, we're on the same team here we all overrate each other and then we we were like try and tote it down a little bit that's what we yeah. do on blue shirts break I, I
2: was on the shane gosses for hype train way before anybody else was
0: <laughs> oh gossip here is phew, i'm not excited to see him for years to come
2: when he was like, I think he tied Brian Leach's record. I was like, Don't you dare! Don't, don't you dare break Brian Leach's record! It's all we have. <laughs> Listen, we don't have much. We got ninety four. Uh, that's it, right? No, that's it. <laughs> okay, cool. I, I watched like footage from like a Stanley Cup final they lost. I think they lost to Montreal in the seventies. The only, the only year that matters is ninety four. Yeah,
0: no. I, I don't think we even made the cup any other year, right? I don't. I don't remember any of that. <laughs> well, the cup canceled twenty fourteen. So I know. I know. I'm kidding. Uh, very hurts, very much hurts still. Anyway, uh, let's talk about our sad future. It uh, convinces me why it's not to... sad. That's why you're here.
2: The It's not the worst it could be. It's remarkably decent for a team that has handed out, uh, you know, uh, first-rounders and now second-rounders. Since, second rounders since like 2012, like right, we haven't had a first-round pick? Brady Shea was the last first-round pick. That's a good one. And I think he was seventh overall. Uh, he was a very good pick, uh, very good scouting. Also from Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota boys. Minnesota boys, yeah. He can play with Derek Stepan and Ryan McDonough.
0: You were giving uh, me this rant before the podcast about uh, how Minnesotans are certain-handed and Canadians
2: are other-handed. Americans are certain-handed. A lot of American players are right-handed. Like, they shoot right. Because when you're growing up in America and you're learning how to play hockey, if you say, I'm right-handed, they hand you a right-handed hockey stick. Right. Because your, do- your dominant hand is on the... I don't know what you call it, the shaft of the stick. Yes. As the, shaft. To the top of the stick. Yeah, the shaft.
0: The shaft. The, <laughs> so 90% of Americans are probably right handed. That's a statistic I made up.
2: It's pretty close. Okay. Uh, and most Canadians are left handed. There are exceptions, um, but for the most part.
0: Is that real? Like, that's a real thing. Like, most Canadians are left handed people? Most can. No, they're not. They're Most of them are right handed, but most of them shoot left. I can't believe I just asked that question. But yeah, I guess hockey players in general.
2: Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, they shoot left. They're not necessarily left handed, but if you're holding a hockey stick, on the le- a left-handed hockey stick, your right hand is on top. Okay, that's fair. So, you know, Marty St. Louis was a left-handed shot. He was right-handed.
0: Okay, all right. So, uh, In
2: Europeans, it's it, it varies depending on the country you're from.
0: <laughs> that's a very interesting statistic. So, like, Sweden, they're all, like, left-handers?
2: Yeah, the Swedens are pretty lefty. Uh, some of the defensemen are right-handed. Finns are pretty lefty as well. But, like, with the weirder countries, like Denmark, you'll see a lot of right-handed guys. Switzerland, you'll see a lot of right-handed guys. Okay. Rafael Diaz is a right-handed Defenseman. Uh, he's he, from Switzerland.
0: And Diaz is, already, is not coming back. That's the story, correct? Right?
2: Um, he has an NHL out clause in his Swiss. I did a read that contract. today. He's, he's had every Swiss A League contract he's ever signed as an NHL out clause. So if a team wants him, he'll leave. I feel like that'll uh, happen. Yeah. If I was a team, I'd pick up Diaz. He's a pretty good hockey player. Um, I wouldn't come back to the Rangers if I were him because nope. he kind of got screwed over. Yeah. But uh, you know, if you're the Bruins or any other team that has defensive problems like the Rangers do probably pick up Rafael Diaz work out all right for you
0: yeah he'll be, uh, okay. he'll be on the the third line of defense and be all right
2: maybe four. uh <laughs> yeah, man maybe, maybe the fourth third um which is a shame because the prospect pool that the Rangers have now is scarily deficient in right-handed defensemen
0: Okay, so let's talk about what's actually not deficient, and then we'll talk about all the bad parts. Let's get the good in in here first before we get really sad. So let's talk about Pavel first. I can't say
2: his last name. You do it for me. Uh, Buchnevich. There we go. Pavel Buchnevich uh, is really good at hockey. And, oh boy, (laughs) am I so excited for him to come to the NHL. And I want everybody to temper their expectations because I know that we have nothing, and we're holding on to this dream of Pavel Buchnevich. Uh... He's going to take some time to adjust because he played in the KHL. The ice rink size is different. It's a different style of hockey in Russia and in the European leagues than it is in the NHL. That being said, I think he'll adjust pretty well.
0: Okay. Uh, and he's only 20, right? That's the, that's his deal? just turned 20. Man. Okay. And he's did he lead the scoring
2: in, in the KHL for a while? Uh, there was a little while. Um, the thing about the KHL is it's very Russian and younger players do not get the same kind of minutes. Oh. that older veteran and what happened to him is he, he was playing for his hometown team that I can't pronounce the name that's fine uh, my my Russian sucks now
0: you know where you are um, right <laughs> this, yeah. this whole podcast yeah. can't pronounce anything
2: that's fair um and he was traded to SKA St. Petersburg and his time on ice was pretty diminished um they still played him but you know it, it was one of those things where you know um Ilya Kovalchuk was is kind of the star of SKA St. Petersburg and even Who's though he that plays- guy is he good <laughs> uh so, not anymore I, okay <laughs> no, not really um oh, okay. I'll, I'll, I don't have his stats in front of me but uh uh he did not play well uh, oh, interesting I I heard yeah, he had a little
0: bit of a uh a tiff with his team though
2: yeah there were rumors that he like showed up to practice drunk um he didn't show up to practice at all a couple of times well don't no, I mean di- <laughs> more really Povelchuk than just russian man well he yeah
0: well, so, I'll, I'll I'll take that back mm. hockey players
2: um so here uh when he played for Severstal I think is how you pronounce it uh he had 29 points in 40 games this is uh Buchnevich Okay uh and then he was traded to SK St Petersburg and he had 8 points in 18 games which you might be like oh that's not very good he wasn't playing on the top line right away okay. like he was his hometown team like when he was playing for his hometown team he was the guy uh
0: so next year, he'll be on this team, and he's going to be like, what, a third-line winger?
2: The If I was in charge of the Rangers, uh, where I would put Pavel Vucinavich is I would put him on Kevin Hayes' wing. Okay. And because I think that the style of hockey that Vucinavich plays will be very complementary to the style of uh, center that Kevin Hayes plays. Okay. And so... Kevin, Kevin Hayes has struggled mightily, uh, and I think a lot of that is due to the fact that he's not playing with a guy like Carl Haglund anymore. When I would watch Kevin Hayes play, it seemed like when he would try and pass the guys, they wouldn't read his passes correctly. They would misplay the pocket. It seemed like his mind was moving a little too quickly. Mm -hmm. And a guy like Bucinevich will be able to feed off a guy like Kevin Hayes pretty well if the Rangers decide to bring him back. Uh, And the other exciting.
0: I was just literally about to ask you that question like, you think Hayes is going to come back?
2: He should. He should. His underlying metrics are pretty good. Um, and if you, after this season, are ready to give up on Kevin Hayes, you might as well give up on most uh, NHL players after their second season. Like, you know, Kevin Hayes is a good hockey player. He had a bad year. He really did.
0: Yeah. Uh, and he, and, and uh, A.V. really took it to him and sat on him a couple of times, and that was really tough.
2: He's a sensitive guy. You know, he's kind of like a puppy dog. He's a big, goofy. He looks like foot. a puppy,
0: yeah. He's a big guy, though. I a mean.
2: uh, puppy dog. And yeah. I don't know that, that he took well to, like, being jerked around
0: no, the way probably he was. Not.
2: But uh, AV said he was part of the future in his uh, exit day interview. So, I mean, I assume they want to bring him back. So that's,
0: like, one of the few things AV did say
2: during that yes. exit day
0: interview. <laughs> yeah,
2: aside from the chewing gum. Uh, but to back to the prospects, I keep getting distracted. No, that's uh, fine. is very good. He is arguably the best prospect on this. Not even – he's the best prospect in the Rangers system. Uh, his contract has expired in Russia. He can be signed as soon as the Rangers sign him and brought over. And he will.
0: Uh, be, uh, I predict he will be brought over.
2: He he damn well better be. <laughs> yeah. If he's not, I don't know what to say. Uh, he's probably not going to stay in Russia. He wants to play in the NHL. He's made that abundantly clear. He wants to play in the NHL. Uh, he thought it would be better for his development to stay in Russia and play against men. Uh, which I would agree with. Uh, so he'll be over, and. I hope that they use them on the power play because it'd be nice to have somebody who will shoot the puck.
0: What's that like? Wait. I don't know. I don't know what that's like anymore.
2: I don't know either. Maybe they'll beat it out of them. Maybe, maybe the ability to shoot the puck and not pass every 20 seconds will, uh will just go away. And he'll become, like I heard second that's second. how you score goals. You actually shoot the puck. Is this true? No, 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 no. When you have a man advantage, it's important to just pass and then shoot <laughs> and, it wide and well, then, over. and then have the other team break away and score on you. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good that's a good tactic. That's the classic Ranger uh, move. Your gets, the opposing team gets lots of breakaways, and your elite level goaltender just gets tired. Yeah, like that's how you win, you win. championships.
0: Yep, that's why that's why we have so many championships. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's why we win every year. That you know, uh, we're like the Blackhawks, right? It's the Blackhawks and the Rangers alternate. It's, that's it's, what happens. It's
0: the foundation we have here. But um, so I, I'm assuming our second ranked prospect is Brady Shea, if we're still calling him one.
2: Brady Shea would still be prospect, less than ten NHL games. Yeah, sure. Uh, Brady Shea, as everybody saw when he was thrown into the deep end of those playoff games, Brady Shea's the shit.
0: Yeah, he really is.
2: Like, he has unbelievably good skating. I don't know if you saw the play, I think they were playing Tampa where he broke up the 3-on-1 by himself. No, I didn't. Uh, and he just had a look on his face like, oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> I better get used to this. Is that Tyler Johnson and Nikita Kutcher? Yeah, it is. Great. What if I just poked the puck? Well, holy shit, it worked. <laughs> look at that. Uh, <laughs> He was really good in college, and he was very good in the AHL. Uh, he, sh- he, you know, when I watched him play in the AHL, and I watched him play teams like St. John's Ice Caps, I was like, you are the best defenseman on the ice. He's every, certainly the fastest. Yeah, he can, can skate. Though. There's a play online you can see where he skates from one end of the ice to the other and in scores, wins. Scores an overtime? In a,
0: yeah, I watch that, like, uh, every other day.
2: He needs to play on the three-on-three overtime next year because the kids who have been playing in Hartford have been playing three-on-three overtime for a couple of years. Right. Because that's how games were decided in Hartford. And the AHL in general, they played three on three overtime. And as we saw this year, the rest of the team kinda sucks at it.
0: Yeah. No, they're not great. I think what, Step uh Stephon is really that's it? Him? Is he uh, good? I think
2: a couple of game winners and I think Klein got one.
0: Well, that's because Klein has like a nose for those.
2: Yeah, no, Klein only scores like clutch goals. That's it. Which but that's it. every other time it's like Klein is useless at goal score. Oh, we're down two one? Uh, Klein's got us. Yeah, yeah. Good. Get one. He's got it. Scored three You goals, no time three winner goals. against him, right? Yeah. Fine's got you.
0: Yeah, it's fine. Um, so um, that brings us to, now that we, like, I think a lot of people that listen to this kind of know, like, who Brady Shea is, and, like, he'll be around, and he'll probably take Yandel's spot,
2: right? Because. Oh, you think, no, that's not, Brady Shea's not replacing Keith Yandel. Oh, and, I didn't think
0: he was, but I think Yandel's going. That's what I meant, sorry.
2: Yeah, um, and that's going to hurt. The, the problem with the Rangers' defensive prospects, there's Ryan Graves as well. He's pretty good. A lot of people say things about him that, like, oh, you know, he kind of sucks uh he's a decent defenseman i'm watching his development very closely he played pretty well in the ahl uh he's not ready to come side note not related to adam graves no i was really disappointed
0: when i found that out me too i googled it immediately
2: uh, i was like "Ooh!" when they drafted him i was like is he no okay no. nope well that's disappointing. it was i was but, like is there anybody in can but, we draft them
0: but really our, our defensive prospects are shea and graves right that's it that's it yeah okay. that's it
2: um Actually, that's not true. They're left-handed, uh, so they cover the left-handedness of the defensive uh, prospect pool, which Elaine Vigneault is obsessed with, uh, for reasonably good reason. Uh, and then there's Sergei Zabrovsky, who plays in the CHL, who's right-handed, but he's kind of like a boomer bust pick. Okay. I don't really know what he's going to turn into because I've only seen him play in the CHL, and junior numbers are wonky. All
0: right, that makes like, sense. That's kind of like single-A numbers at yeah, a baseball. Yeah,
2: Emerson, had 170 100 107 points rather in the whl i believe when he played for the medicine hat tigers wow and that translate when he played with the ducks okay like, i think he reached 20 points in his career high hmm. which you know uh i mean you can score 60 goals in juniors it doesn't really mean anything
0: yeah i assume uh, uh you're playing against talent that you're probably better than in the first place
2: Yeah, and there's also, like, um, there's another Rangers prospect. um, I'll talk about him now. His name's Ryan Gropp. Yep, we've talked about Gropp before here. He plays for the Seattle Thunderbirds. Uh, He was, I think he missed the draft by, like, four or five days, so he was an overage. So he was 19 when he was drafted. Okay. But the Rangers had him ranked as their sixth best player in the entirety of the draft. Oh, and we got him in the second round. Is that true? You got him in the second round. He's the Hagelin trade, and there were other guys on the board that you could have picked. Um, and he played with the Islanders' first round draft pick, uh, Grapp did, uh I don't remember his name, Matthew Barzal. Uh, okay. And a lot of people were saying well, his numbers are directly inflated by Barzal's. True, but he also played better and did a good job carrying the team when Barzal wasn't playing. Okay. So he's a good player, but he's also 19 and six foot three and playing against younger players.
0: I was literally just about to say that he's also 19 so, and playing in a in a league where he's probably more
2: talented, right? he's more talented than a lot of the kids who are still developing. And, and I believe, um, you know, Gordy Clark viewed him as like a Rick Nash type player. He certainly fits the power forward mold, big guy.
0: So like a, like a, like a four or five goal scorer and a nice power, power k- penalty kill. Uh, I would
2: use him on the penalty, kill, but I mean, he could project to be a middle six. I'm just taking goal. shots at
0: Rick Nash. Sorry.
2: Oh no, I like Rick. Nash. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm one of the Rick Nash defenders. Um, but the, prospect that i'm most excited for that maybe not everybody's heard of is robin koufax i have not heard of robin koufax give me the spiel uh robin koufax uh was drafted in the third round last year uh and he plays in the second tier swedish league which is a good hockey league and he had a uh, 34 points in 44 games and the number comparables to him you might have heard of this guy is called philip forsberg he plays for the nashville predators no never heard of him <laughs> you've never heard of him <laughs> no oh well that's a shame because okay. he's really good uh no but um robin koufax watching him play in the tier two swedish league i was like oh okay i see why they traded carl Haglin. this kid could be carl Haglin." oh like he's very fast uh his he does this thing where he like kind of takes a slap shot and then he just slams it into the goalie's net which is really fun to watch don't know if that translates when you're playing against the talent level of nhl players right but it was cool to see and you know again it's the swedish league and the games are different but the potential for robin koufax you know and I, he's not like the best like i'm not trying to say he's like you know Connor mcdavid or anything like that but yeah <laughs> i could see him being a very good player and he played on the penalty kill in sweden uh and he also took a lot of penalties so you know he wasn't always on the penalty kill sometimes okay. his team bring up for him uh but young players do that and, Lindbergh and well, how old penalty. did you say he was I think he's 19 okay
0: so all uh, these prospects are like two or three years away
2: yeah, uh, but the interesting thing is the leading scorer on his team was a guy called Martel Stromwall. Okay. Uh, he's a free agent, and the Rangers signed him to an entry-level contract. Oh, that is he interesting. Led that in, uh, he kind of cooled off, but if you were going to grab a, a prospect for free from that league, he would be the one to pick. And they signed him to an entry-level contract, and he'll be in Hartford next season.
0: Okay, well, that's so, good. that's good to know. So here's my question about... Um, the other two prospects we haven't mentioned yet, both of our goalie prospects, uh, I know Igor, correct, right? And Helberg? Igor Shester-Yukin, yeah. yes,
2: and, uh, and Magnus Helberg, is that who you want to talk
0: about? Helberg, Yeah. so we have these two goalie prospects, which were actually kind of revered prospects,
2: correct? Um, Shester-Yukin, yes, um, I Helberg is a little older, he's like 24, 25. Oh, never mind. Uh, so he was kind of a backup depth pick. However, he won 30 games in the AHL this year, okay. which I believe was the first time a Wolfpack starting goaltender had done that in 11 or 12 years.
0: Well, I guess we didn't like him uh, too much because we re-signed Ranta.
2: Which was a good deal. I agree. Like um, one million million, two two years. Uh, I think Ranta was also signed in mind with the expansion draft. Uh, I think you're going to see a fair number of players get two-year oh. deals this year instead of one-year deals. This is interesting. Ex- Let's talk about expose, this. You can expose his cap. You need to expose at least twenty five percent of your uh, salary cap, so that raise you can throw him in there with a couple of other players. Oh, expose some of your cap. So I, I assume he signed the deal knowing that. Uh,
0: this is but, very interesting. Uh, so, what do you think that's going to happen?
2: Uh, I don't. I mean, if they announce Vegas at the uh, NHL awards or whatever, like I, I think they're going to do it. They've ta- they've set out the rules. They know what the rules are. They haven't entirely been revealed. Uh, to everybody. I know that no-movement clauses are auto-protected. Uh, so you'd have to protect uh, Mark Stahl, Dan Girardi, and Henrik Lundqvist. However, uh, arguably when the draft would start, Girardi's no-movement clause would be an NTC, which is a no-trade clause. Right. Uh, but I have no idea when they're going to do it. I, I can't remember the rules entirely. I think it's you can protect six skaters and a goalie? I think you can only protect seven guys. Which scares me because the Rangers' not-so-wonderful prospect pool. If I lose guys like Jesper Faust and Oscar Lindbergh, I'm going to slam my head against the wall.
0: Yeah, that's really not good for us.
2: Because so it, Dominic Moore's not coming back. He is not. Victor Stahlberg's coming back. Nope. I sure hope Tanner Glass is not coming back. He's still signed. Uh, he, send him to the HL. We have, well, okay, so can, I agree. So but say, I don't want Tanner Glass on my team anymore.
0: I think he's playing next year. I, I think he'll be on the fourth line again. A.V. is the a, guy. I don't know what to tell you. Line, I'm not, I'm
2: not, uh, not going to be able to take it.
0: I can't take so, it either. I, I, like, Tanner played above my expectations this year in many ways for what, Tanner, he, for what he is.
2: Victor Stahlberg.
0: What was that? Sorry.
2: Uh, Victor line largely carried Tanner Glass.
0: Yeah, that's true. Stahlberg played really well. I don't think really
2: well. about how Tanner Glass was a wonderful forward. He wasn't. He was okay.
0: I did not say wonderful. I said he played above expectations of Tanner Glass.
2: Literally, the greatest thing Tanner Glass did was he face-punched Philadelphia Flyers. And every time he did that, I hated him a little. If <laughs> it cost 800 grand, i would be like, yeah, face-punch everybody. Yeah. But they signed him to a 1.4 million dollar three three-year contract.
0: Yeah, that didn't make any like, sense at the time.
2: It's not the 90s anymore. You can't do that.
0: No, you can't. Oh, man, that hurts me still. Um, so wait, back to- quickly back to the, the goalies before we I, – because yeah. I, I do want to have another podcast where we talk strictly about this expansion draft because it interests me to no end. Um yeah, research it a little bit.
2: Yeah, I'm, go- um, I'm going to, and then Shester we'll talk about it. Is, is the best goalie prospect in the Rangers system.
0: Okay, so now here's my question Would the Rangers take one of these goalies, like Igor? Because I'm not going to say his last name because you know how I am. Um, Just- yeah, sure. Uh, would we trade him because now we have Henrik locked up till 2021, and now we have Ron for the next two years?
2: No, you trade Skapsky. Okay. You trade Skapsky. Skapsky had a hip injury. He played pretty badly this year, he's rehabbing that hip. Hip injuries are not easy to come back from, especially when you're a goalie. Or you would trade uh, uh, Huska. Adam Huska was another pick. He's a Slovakian goaltender. Is, is um, Igor
0: is like, is it is? It's too high. Like his potential is too no, high. No, you know, it's too potential too high to trade him. Okay.
2: And the goalie market is so soft that, you know, I think James Reimer went for a second. Okay. Uh, the market for goalies is soft. All right. It's really soft. Uh, and you're better just hoarding your goalies and developing them into being potential starters and then trading them for way, way more.
0: Okay, that makes more sense. And I wanted to clear that up because I, it like, like I said, I don't really know hockey prospects. That's why you're here. In baseball, you could trade prospects in AAA for so much. <laughs> so much. Yeah,
2: you could trade a prospect like Brady Shea for more. Uh, you could probably get a first for Brady Shea. Not like a high first, but like a later around team, like a San Jose right now or a Nashville might trade for a Brady Shea. Um, you're not going to get much for goalie. You're not going to get much. You didn't get much for Cam Talbot. Like you Yeah, know, you really didn't. The turn they got for Cam Talbot was reasonably high going into that draft. Uh, nobody wants goalies right now, which is hilarious because there are teams with so many goalie problems. But, yeah, uh,
0: but yet they'll just take their chances with anyone. Well, I mean Anthony Yummy makes 5 million dollars, yeah. I think. Yep.
2: And I can't remember who the other guy who plays for Dallas is, but he makes 5 million dollars as well. Yeah, and, so. they, and they switch them. Yeah. So. Which is not how you that's a bad idea. Uh that's that's not going to work. And yet they keep winning. So. Well, I mean you can win when you have Tyler Sagan and Jamie Ben outscoring all of your problems. I was to say, Jamie Ben is
0: is unbelievable. I know yeah, He was S- I, know, I know Sagan is like the the star there, but Jamie Ben
2: like he's something else too. Jamie Ben is so good that they begrudgingly let his brother play on the team. That's awesome. That's <laughs> exactly how good Jamie Ben is. Like, his brother gets a contract and gets to play with him on the Dallas Stars.
0: <laughs> that's like, um, I forget who it was on the Knicks. Someone did that. They had their brother play. I forget who it is. I'll think about it. Maybe J.R. It, Smith.
2: It's just like, well, he won the Arash Trophy, so he kind of gets to do whatever whatever he wants.
0: Yeah, just like put him on the team. So, listen, <laughs> we've talked about all these prospects. Um, obviously, we've talked about that's, like, that's it, right? That's all we have? Those five people?
2: Yeah, that's six, there, are, there are depth guys like uh, Brad Morrison, who uh, I think that's his name, Brad Morrison. Uh, I could be wrong there. Yeah, Brad Morrison, who could project to be like a Dominic Moore type. Okay. You know, bottom six guy. Uh, there's Nicholas Jensen, who came over in the Edom trade. Uh, he did pretty well for the Wolfpack in Hartford. Um, I still think that Emerson didn't get used very well. I don't think he was a great pick, uh, but, you know, he kind of, he was kind of treated strangely, and I think they wanted Jensen because they could put him in the Wolf Pack immediately. Uh, the Wolfpack did not make the playoffs. Well,
0: that's, uh, that's a shame. I, I mean, I don't follow them, but I'm assuming that's uh, that's tough for them.
2: Yeah, it's not great. Um, basically, the Rangers, um, They, they the, there was a guy called Lucas Bengston. I don't know if you heard of him. Nope. Uh, very good, uh, small, Swedish defenseman, right-handed. Was in the Rangers training camp last year. They did not sign him. He signed with the Pittsburgh Penguins. That's the kind of players that they just need. Oh. And they let him go away. Uh, there's another guy called Jarrett Smith who plays on the Seattle Thunderbirds with Ryan Grob, uh, who I think he's 2021, 21. And he's a right-handed defenseman. I don't care how good he is, sign him. Okay. <laughs> Dylan McIlrath is the only right-handed defenseman.
0: And Av ha- hates him. Hates yeah, him. Yeah, I don't
2: know why. He hates him. Uh, uh, Dan Girardi is... Deteriorating. deteriorating. Uh, Dan Boyle's not coming back. We got, you're going to play – they're either going to trade McIlrath or they're going to – I don't know what they're they going to do. can't afford to trade Dylan McIlrath. I know, you, but Av hates him. Right-handed. And I know that sounds insane, but, like, right-handed defensemen are, like, left-handed pitchers. There yeah. aren't enough of them, and you need, like, seven.
0: I think, Greg uh, – I'm doing this this interview before me and Greg podcast, but I think Greg has – or as I already said on this podcast, he's looking to trade uh, Rick Nash for a Blues defenseman.
2: You're not getting Kevin Shattenkirk. Okay. You're not. Okay. I'm sorry. I know that dream sounds wonderful. You're not getting Kevin Shattenkirk.
0: I I just like that you guys are disagreeing.
2: (laughs) You're not getting anybody from the Blues defensive line. You're not. Not for Rick Nash. Shattenkirk said he wants to play in New York. I'm just saying. Let his contract expire and sign him as a free agent like we always do. Yep. Trade Rick Nash to a team that has uh, other problems. One of the 12 teams that you're allowed to trade him to because he has no trade clause. Yes. Uh, St. Louis might be on that list, but it is, I don't I just believe. want Kevin Chattenkirk. Like, I would love Kevin Chattenkirk to be on the blue line, but I don't think that fixes the Rangers' problems. I don't think so either. Uh, It'll just be like when Candle he was here and he was misused.
0: Misusing players. Now, is that something we do?
2: <laughs> yeah, sure. Every team does
0: it. No, I know. But it just seems like that was kind of the theme of this year in general. Like, Av just couldn't use his players in the correct way.
2: Yeah, he had that problem in Vancouver. Um you know, with the Eric Stahl thing, and I know he disappointed, I never saw him beyond playing third-line center the whole time he was on the team. And I get that Broussard and Stepan were there. But, you know, the line that he was good on was Lindbergh, Stahlberg, and Stahl. And we saw it for three games, and it never happened again. Yep. And I just kept waiting for that to happen again. Never did. Uh, and, you know, the Rick Nash plays in the penalty kill. Uh, he never played on the penalty kill before, like, the Olympics. Okay. Like Mike Babcock, the one who figured out, oh, you know, yeah. you could use this power forward guy on the penalty kill, and he'd probably be pretty good at it. I was reading that story earlier, that Babcock
0: was the reason that Rick Nash played on the penalty kill. Yeah.
2: And I think that Canada won a medal. Oh, yeah, they won the gold medal. Hmm. So, hmm. so they kind of know what they're talking about over there in Canada. They, they do. Um, and I think that, you know, if you're building the roster as it is now, Tanner Glass has to go... Girardi has to go. Dan Boyle's going to retire. That's okay, because uh, he's you know it's t- time for Boyle to hang up the skates. Not that I don't like Mark Stahl Boyle. is
0: okay. He's going to stay.
2: Uh, he's going to stay. Yeah.
0: He's 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 serviceable at least.
2: He's arguably the more tradable of Mark Stahl and Dan Girardi. Mark Stahl is the one you can trade.
0: Well, yeah. Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know what you'd get. Anything is good.
2: Probably a second rounder.
0: Wow. If I could do that, I would do it right now
2: uh to uh to, you know that my not i'm gonna say second rounder maybe okay. with some salary retained Yeah, uh, almost certainly but i'm gonna say right now this team's gonna be bad next year it's I not think, gonna be good i don't think that's a hot take it's <laughs> not gonna and, and you wanted to talk about stamkos as well
0: i i was literally about to say let's talk about stamkos before we go <laughs> so now we're here uh,
2: if the Rangers sign steven stamkos i think i'm just gonna become a winnipeg jets fan
0: Wow! Like, These hot the takes. Stamkos. All right, tell me why you do not like Steven Stamkos.
2: I—that's not true. I love Steven Stamkos.
0: Okay, no convince I love me. watching. If it's become a Jets fan.
2: Uh, well, their prospect pool is amazing, and oh. and when, then you know that'll be fun to watch. So
1: they're
2: the Cubs. Uh, uh, yeah, no, cannot kind of. Uh, I don't want Steven Stamkos because he's going to get paid based on something that he's already done which is what happens in the NHL. Dan Girardi's contract was based on the play that he already had. Steven Stamkos is already declining. He's 26 and he has blood clots and he's going to get $10 million. Yep. That's one seventh of your cap,
0: basically. So Greg is already predicted on this podcast, even though I have not talked to him yet. Uh, he's He thinks he's going to the Maple Leafs. It's Why home- would he go to the Maple it's Leafs? His, it's his hometown. Now you told me, I didn't know about the prospect at all. But it's his hometown.
2: I feel like he'd go back there. Uh, feels like a team he'd want to be at. The Leafs have a bright future. They just don't right now. Stamkos just did blood clots. He just lost his... He, he just lost in the Stanley Cup final. He just lost his season playing this year while his team advances through the rounds. He hasn't won anything. He didn't get to make the Olympic team because his leg was broken. So he's no gold medal. No Stanley Cup. <laughs> Why the hell would he want to go to Toronto? They're rebuilding.
0: Yeah, I don't They're know. Not gonna be-
2: for four years so he'll be 31 so where do 30? you think he's going out of curiosity uh, I don't know uh, not Toronto okay. and if I was Toronto I wouldn't sign him because you're going to go draft Austin Matthews what about Austin Matthews 18? would you, you think Stamkos would end up on the Islanders Uh,
0: I could maybe see it that's something I was I researching earlier I think the uh, Islanders are very interested in him because uh, they lose a lot of their cap space because Franz comes off and some
2: other people Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, some of the teams I saw kicked around. Buffalo was mentioned quite a bit uh, for See, some that, reason. But isn't that the same like uh, argument you just
0: made about Toronto?
2: Yeah, it doesn't really make sense to me. And and no knock against Stamkos, but if he wants to go to a contender, and I don't know that he does, but you know, if I was Steven Stamkos, like my clock is ticking. I have blood clots now. Yeah. Like it's hard to play hockey with blood clots. It's gonna have to go on blood thinners. His diet's gonna have to change. He might have to change parts of his style of play. You know, he's a younger guy, so that's you know a thing. But once blood clots start, they kind of don't go away. That's fair. And and I would want to go to a good team. And I don't know that the you know the Leafs would be cool to go to. But if I'm the Leafs, I don't need him anymore.
0: Okay. And, and just just tell me about that prospect, that number one center prospect the Leafs
2: have. <sighs> I mean, they have the first overall pick. So well, ta- I know
0: who they're taking there. So
2: who's going to take Austin Matthews? Yep austin matthews is gonna be really good
0: yeah but he's not he's like so Connor mcdavid was like a, a 10.0 right that's the way that is yes okay and then so austin's like an 8.5 or a nine
2: a nine okay i'd give him a nine okay. he's more he's, he's like john Tavares. okay that makes sense he, he's really good like he would are he would be the best player on most teams in the nhl wow and he's from arizona Yeah, uh, shout out to Gary Bettman. Your expansion worked in developing a generational talent. He's Mexican as well. Uh, So he would be the first Mexican to play for the Maple Leafs. That is awesome. (laughs) That's so great. Actually, interesting story. Like He was like, I'm not going to juniors. I'm going to go to Switzerland because I'm going to hang out in Europe and I'm going to make like 900 grand and I'm going to play pro hockey there. And he killed it? He was really good. Uh, He was (laughs) really good. He was fun to watch. Um, And, you know, he's not as good as Connor McDavid, which is – well, that comparison's going to get brought up over and over well, again. Connor is like, a generational talent. Yeah. You get a Connor McDavid every 10 or 15 years, and... Crosby
0: was the last one, right? That's what we're yeah. saying?
2: Crosby was the last one. Okay. Uh, You know, but... You would take a guy who is closer to the talent of John Tavares oh. or Steven Stamkos, prime Stephen Stamkos. Uh, not that he's not in his prime, but I'm going to go with a blood clots argument that that's going to be bad.
0: Okay, that's totally fair, and I... Um, I agree so with yeah, everything you mind. said here. Uh, I, I'm interested to see where he goes. I I kind of don't. I know the Rangers fans are interested in Steven Stamkos, but I think it's because of the name value. They just don't know.
2: Have we not learned our lesson?
0: Well, we just sign people and then they get bad. It's <laughs> over.
2: Like, it's over. Yeah. Steven Stamkos is not fixing this team.
0: No, yeah. Uh, I think we're in rebuilding mode. I think we are. I think I, that's kind of been my,
2: my mantra this whole time. I think we... You can retool this team if you don't screw it up. But the fans have to ask yourselves, are you willing to trade Derek Broussard to oh, make that happen? I think it's going to be more than that. Are you willing to trade Zuccarello to make that happen? Mm, that hurts. Are you willing to trade... Uh, you know, I mean, the list goes on and on, but those Zuccarello and Broussard are really good contracts. You could get a lot back for them.
0: I think uh, I think Derek might go and I think Cryer's going to go also.
2: They're, oh, they can't trade Chris Kreider. He speaks Russian. Is that true? Yeah, he's fluent in Russian. Who's, who's going to hang out with Pavel Bucinovich? Oh, you bring in, unless wow. This you bring is in, an insider. Unless, unless you bring in a Russian player. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, there's a, a, a couple of players that I've heard bandied about that the Rangers won't, are interested in because they're Russian. Um, I think Zuccarello speaks, like, enough Russian to, like, swear in it. He doesn't really, played he he really
0: speak anymore. He's kind of lost that ability.
2: <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe with the puck injury, he, yeah. he's... he's Russian is completely gone. Uh, but, you know, I don't know uh, what's going to happen with a guy like Stamkos, and, and I don't know what's going to happen with his team, but I don't want Steven Stamkos on the Rangers because that's just, it's not where the team needs to go. It's really not. I, I They're not good enough to spend $10 million on a high-level player and hope to win the Cup got to spend 10 million bucks on a blue line.
0: I think the window has officially closed. I think this was the last year. And now we're on to this next saga of Ranger hockey, which is will be a very interesting and slash fun ride. <laughs>
2: uh, the scary thing is that Lundqvist is still really good, so they'll probably get it in their heads that they're still good.
0: Well, they are still good because of him. Uh, he'll, he's worth like 20 wins on his own. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, you saw what happened to the uh, Canadians when they didn't have Carey Price. Like, when you don't have your elite-level goaltender...
0: You're a bad team.
2: You're a bad team. And we saw what happened to the Rangers when they didn't have their elite-level goaltender.
0: They won 26 games in a row? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. That was awesome, right? (laughs) Missed that guy. That's really what happened. Uh, uh,
2: Because uh, Benoit Lear is a genius, and he plucked an obscure college free agent who played at the University of Alabama in Huntsville. Huh. he makes four point five million dollars as the starter for the Edmonton Oilers now, so good for I good for Tal, Talbot man. What a good guy. Uh, but I think it's it should be a rebuild. There's still some young guys on the team, but it might be time to start trading some guys.
0: I, and I think that's what's going to come down to it. And we're going to talk about that, uh, or we already did talk about it, and you heard what we said. So <laughs> uh,
2: I mean, I'm really excited to see what happens at the draft because we're going to find out what kind of GM Jeff Gordon is. Um, And I don't know if you know, he was interim GM for the Bruins and he drafted, he traded Raycroft for Rask. He drafted Radmar Shand. I believe he drafted Phil Kessel as well. That's Um, a pretty good draft. Pretty good draft. Like a lot of the Bruins team that went to the cup final a couple of years ago, you know, that had Gordon's fingerprints on him. And Did then he, he traded for Eric Stahl, and I kind of was like, is that uh, you or is Glenn Sather sitting there puffing a cigar going, get the Stahl, brother. We need more of them to win the cup. was literally
0: about to tell you, like, is Gordon actually the GM? <laughs> I think he is now.
2: Okay. I, I think Eric Stahl wanted to play with his brother, and I think that they traded for Eric Stahl hoping that he would be Eric Stahl. Yeah, some sort of magic. He wasn't. No,
0: he was they, nothing. They, they,
2: gave, they gave the team score another run they won a game it's probably over
0: yep it's uh, sad to say I'm a Mets
2: but... fan so I can deal with this because my entire life has been pain but right. I mean if you're a recent Rangers fan and you weren't there for the 2000s uh 2012 to 2016 was awesome
0: it was great it was the best <laughs> it was
2: it, so much fun Rangers hockey in that era everything came up roses except they didn't win a championship yep and if you look at teams like the Kings and the Blackhawks they also went out in the first round this year their prospect pools are also kind of depleted. Yeah, they but want...
0: the Blackhawks and the Kings are, like, loaded. <laughs> they're yeah, loaded they're... teams.
2: The Kings are going to have cap issues, like, starting now. Uh, what's the, the, name?
0: the name of the player they're going to lose? Vivek? Uh, no, no. Vivek is the Kings owner. Stupid me. Uh, uh, what's the... I, I, forget. I, mean, I forget his name.
2: Vucic, I think. It's Vucic, gonna, yeah, that's it's the one gonna they're going to lose. lose, yeah. I would like to stay in L.A., and I was like, yeah, they always say that. And then they offer you a $4 million contract and you laugh in their face. Yeah. Like Keith Yandel said he wants to stay here, but if I'm Keith Yandel.
0: I'm getting like, $8 million somewhere else.
2: I mean, oh, he's not getting that much.
0: What do you think? He he's got, not- 6, 6.5?
2: Six to seven ish. The okay. only Trump card the Rangers have is they can give him eight years instead of seven.
0: Well, I don't want to give Yandel eight years.
2: Yeah, no, me neither. I think what they should have done is they should have traded Yandel at the trade deadline this year wow. to recoup their assets. Look, and at, and you've I become my favorite Keith person. And <laughs> I love Keith Handel. Like, he's the most rangery ranger to be a ranger in years. But he really is. Should have traded him at the deadline and gone. It's over. Yep. He didn't do that. And, you know, it's easy to sit here with hindsight, but... We knew this was coming. I, I mean, knew this was I, coming. I, I was said it in November.
0: Greg berated me. I said we have to trade Yandel. He goes, "No, this is like this is the last run." And I was like, "Listen, I don't, I don't want to leave Yandel. Like, we just lost value because we didn't trade this guy." Uh You could have gotten a lot for Keith Yandel. I know. I know. And, and, and now I'm sitting here with no Duke in my system. I didn't get anything back
2: for Yandel. No Sorella. No Sorella for nothing. And like no now what? Picks are gone. The Rangers will pick 82nd overall going into this draft. That's awesome. not good. And next year we have a first round, right? That's the deal? Yeah. Next year's draft is deeper than this year's draft, though. So I'm kind of cool with that. I'm cool giving up this first rounder for next year's. Okay. Uh, and I hope they do really badly so I can get a good pick. Because yeah. I need to rebuild my goddamn hockey team so that when I eventually have children, they'll get to see them win a Stanley Cup. Oh. Because this is not fun for me now. Don't play with my uh, heart. But, you know, it's it's there are some prospects. Bucinavich, Shea... Shester Yukin is a couple of years away, and I think the Ranta deal is them saying our goalie prospects aren't ready.
0: I, that's totally fair, and that deal is really, really
2: team friendly. So that's a sweet deal.
0: Yeah. Like that is
2: a sweet. Ranta could have gotten more. Way more. Uh, I hope that maybe they decide to play him more games this year, because Lundqvist is thirty-four. Yep, he's just too damn old to be facing the most high dangerous shots of any goalie in the NHL every night, by far. <laughs> yeah i saw a stat online that he's the only goalie in history to have faced more high danger shots than low danger shots in a playoff series
0: Wait, is that and true won, that's the best stat of all the time three.
2: he won three out of the four there's only one other guy who faced him and he lost his series i believe there's a tweet somewhere uh and i was like that's insanity yeah it and
0: really
2: is. you know like that just speaks to how good a goalie he is like and people i see you know like the new york post headline hanks for nothing like go away yeah, get out. You're of here. objectively wrong. Like Henrik Lundqvist, yeah, he's like paid a lot of money, but like he should get paid Dan Girardi's money and Mark Stahl's money and
0: He'd take all their salaries. Like they should take him out to dinner every night.
2: Yeah, no, like, I hope that Henrik Lundqvist never pays for dinner. Like I hope when they go God he's just like, please, I carried your sorry asses to the Stanley Cup final
0: forever. Yeah, no, I love Hank, and and how could you not as a Ranger fan?
2: And you know, people like, oh, well, we should trade him to Dallas. Nope. I mean, no, he's not going to move. His no trade clause nope. or no movement clause. He's just not.
0: He's staying here. He's not going anywhere. If you ever want, you would say, "Oh, let's trade Hank. Let's try and get something for Hank." He's retiring Ranger. I'm sorry, guys.
2: Um, and no, no offense to Hank. Like, you, I don't know what you're going to get for a 34 year old goaltender, even one as good as Henrik Lundqvist. Like, if you wanted to get out from under Hank, you should have abandoned him in 2012.
0: And there, that would have been one of the most biggest atrocities. That's right, most biggest in uh in Ranger <laughs> oh, in Ranger history. I think personally.
2: Yeah. Um.
0: We had the shot. You know, we had the chance. It was there. It was on the table. We <sighs> it's hit... close.
2: Most teams ever make it.
0: We hit the crossbar a lot. We hit it a That's lot.
2: The metaphor poor for the Rangers as they were the team that hit the crossbar
0: a lot. Worst puck luck in Stanley Cup finals history.
2: Uh and they were also the team that was leading and decided to turtle against the LA Kings.
0: Ugh. All right, I can't do this anymore. We got to go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm done too. I, 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 hope I didn't like go too mumbly or, no, you know, this, this was go, uh,
0: like, incredibly informational and I hope everyone enjoyed. Uh, yeah,
2: sure. I'll get messages from people like you forgot about this person. Like uh, I'm uh,
0: sure that's okay. Everyone listen, I don't know anything about prospects. That's why we had you on. And
2: I think we informed the, uh, the people who didn't know anything about our, our, our pool in the future. What, There's like four or five other guys right now who are like, I'm way better, bring me on. So bring them on next time. The thing is, I the thing think is they're,
0: I they're not friends with me, James. They're just not. So. Oh, okay. Well, that's
2: cool. <laughs> so, I like that I'm getting the nepotism. See? Yeah. yeah, That's good.
0: They can, they can message me, and I won't respond. I will, though, and I will say something nice. Um. Anyway, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me back
2: on. I hope that uh, I get to come back on again. Yeah, uh, I'm sure
0: we'll have you back on as the uh, when the season comes back up, and we'll, we'll figure it out then am i the first repeat guest yeah i think ever no. now, right. now you're uh and then you'll be the third one eventually i will Cool. Oh, all right you'll go you'll, uh, you'll get the tree the 3 P here but uh oh. all right so i gotta call greg now and do that whole podcast
2: yeah i look forward to him vehemently disagreeing with everything i literally say literally
0: everything you said but it's gonna be a great time uh hey Pepper slash slash james it's a pleasure uh thank you thanks for coming on and i will talk to you soon anytime man Hey, Blue Breakaway fans, welcome back to the nonsense edition of the podcast. Over the last hour and 20 minutes, we've talked about pretty much the ins and outs of the Rangers' future, their prospects, the the good times and the bad times that are to come, what we're going to be doing with this team, and how we're going to shake it up. But we're pretty much done talking Ranger hockey now, so if you want, don't want to listen anymore, I don't blame you whatsoever. Right now, we're going to go into a little bit of nonsense questions that people asked us on Reddit, talk a little bit about uh, some Major League Baseball, our theories on life, and uh, why Greg's internet
1: connection is so fucking bad. Oh, my God, so bad. Yo, I'm not even on the internet anymore. I'm on a telephone
0: now. Greg has called me on his cell phone like Drake did. And uh, because his internet was so bad, you probably noticed earlier in the episode when you were listening to me and Greg, he was a little choppy. He's like, got a thunderstorm coming through Savannah, so all the internet breaks. So we're using the cell phones these days.
1: That is at least my theory. Uh, there is no fact base behind it. I don't care. This is my podcast i can basically make up the rules
0: as i go i'm pretty much making the rules as i as i flow to be honest <laughs> i'm trying to figure out how we're getting this done but we made it I this, see is, how you did. this is uh this is the the best option we have so you're gonna pull a joe house on a bill simmons podcast right now and call in on a shitty cell phone but
1: everyone we're friday friday rolling on a monday
0: monday sadding. um all right so let's talk a little bit of baseball real quick uh somebody asked and i should have their name up but i don't so that's how good of a host i am how are the Mets without Daniel Murphy? I think this was a uh, rotting mind. Maybe it wasn't.
1: Uh, well, you know, life is good. Uh, I honestly had no idea that Daniel Murphy was leading the National League in hitting. Um, yes, he Because is. I haven't cared. I haven't cared. Because Neil Walker has been everything I could have asked for and more. He's hitting 300. he He's got nine home runs. And he's playing a solid, if not, definitely not spectacular, but 100% solid second base. And you know what the Mets have done this year? That they did not do a whole lot of last year, they've been turning double place. It's great. I didn't know we were allowed to do that. It's yeah. The, very nice to see.
0: It's a, it's a nice change for you guys over in Metsville, who are now 15
1: and eight, by the way. Uh, we're on our way to 16 and eight. We're up 4 nothing on the Braves right now. So, well, the Braves you know, can't score runs,
0: good. so that's very nice of you. Um, so, uh, this next question that was actually Jedi Master Chief, who was an avid fan of this podcast, so I wanted to give him some credit for that question. Um, and I'm an avid fan of his. Oh, we love that guy. He's a master. He's a chief, and he's a Jedi. I think we've talked. Ta- I, th- I like think we've talked people. about this before. Um, here's a, here's a question near and dear to my heart. What city should have an MLB team but currently doesn't? Montreal. Oh, you nailed it! It is Montreal. Montreal. You, you know who should be there? Any
1: other? Any other? Uh, the Rays should be there. The Rays actually. should be there. The Rays should. be Any there. other? Any other answer to that question is incorrect. It's Montreal, and there is no second place.
0: Yeah, it's not even close. Like where, else w- like, where else would you open a Major League Baseball team? Vegas? Uh,
1: Brooklyn, maybe. Brooklyn? No. Yeah. No. I'm, like, the, the clear answer is obviously Montreal, that I haven't even had to think about a secondary location.
0: Right, I agree. They need, they need baseball back there. This way you can have a rivalry going with the Blue Jays. You can have the city rejuvenized. They already have a stadium built to play baseball. Please move the Well, riz- they need to
1: build it they need to build a new stadium. Olympic stadium is a dump.
0: Fine. But please move the Riz. So is TROP. So is the TROP. The TROP is awful.
1: I I wasn't saying the trop wasn't awful. I'm just saying if the team does move back to Montreal, they could use a new stadium.
0: Alright, fine. But the MLB has come out and said expansion is inevitable, and it seems like the Rays are staying in Tampa, and that makes me want to destroy a child. So
1: I should, it, well, I should take it, it that seems back. Like, It seems but, like baseball is going to exhaust every possibility to keep the Rays in Tampa. I don't think they said for certain that the Rays will stay in Tampa. As long as they don't build a new stadium, the Rays have an exit trend.
0: Oh, the thing but, is they're the, looking – the the Tampa City Council has, like, talked about – uh, how they're going to build a new stadium closer to ta- actual Tampa that'll actually have fans in it, and it'll be renovated and like up to code, and they can like if they build that stadium, they can get out of the lease early for the drop. Ugh, it's disgusting.
1: They've said they've said all this before, so I'm at a point with that where I'll believe it when I see it.
0: That's very true. Um, do you guys watch any Japanese baseball? Nope.
1: I sure don't.
0: Sure don't. Not even a little bit. I know about Japanese players that come to the MLB, and that's about it. Uh, yeah,
1: you know, it's, it's one of those things where baseball is one of those sports where I have enough of it. There's enough MLB action every night where I don't need to go other places to look for more baseball. I am content. I'm good. This is the perfect amount of baseball for me. I'm not looking to get into any more.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Um, is there anything else you want to say about Major League Baseball or any baseball that's going on right now? you have any hot takes before we move on to some absolute nonsense?
1: Hot takes. Uh, I've, I would just like to remind everyone that I said before the season started that the Arizona Diamondbacks were going to be a hot mess and be marginally better than they were last year, and I'm happy to see that that is exactly what's happening with the Arizona back
0: And I will say that I said on this podcast the Red Sox would win the American League East, and they're currently in the lead. So, there's that. Uh, called that right out. Uh, I don't think... Oh, by the way, Astros, why are you so dumb, man?
1: <laughs> oh, my God. I... I as bad as the Shelby Miller trade is, and I think that trade will definitely dwarf over everything else. Or I'm I'm sorry, shadow over everything else. Uh, the Ken Giles trade with the Phillies is going to be right behind it. That trade was not equally atrocious, but my God, was it close!
0: It was very, very bad. Uh, they need pitching in the worst way, and Vincent Velasquez is lighting it up for the Phillies.
1: So not not just him though. They also got Mark Pelle in that trade. It's like the Philly's got a lot of things in that Ken Giles trade, and the Astros were not a reliever away from being a World Series contender. They felt Despite, like they were, but they were wrong. They felt like they were, but they were—they could not have been more wrong.
0: Right. They have two of the hottest players in baseball. Well, I don't know how Correa is doing right now, to be honest, right off the top of my head. But I know
1: Altuve has been killing it. I'm sorry, they do not have Michael Conforto, so they do not uh, have two of the hottest players in baseball.
0: I said I—that's I, why I, I corrected myself and said Altuve. You could say Altuve is one of the hottest players in baseball.
1: I don't think any player in baseball is hotter than Michael Conforto, so all this is irrelevant. Oh, well, you're just – that's some bias right there. And, I'm sorry, did you see his numbers
0: last week? They're insane. Yes, I get you. Yeah, he's, he's pretty hot right now. Fine. Fine, 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 fine. All right, let's talk some nonsense. Uh, we
1: haven't been doing
0: that? Uh, I guess not. We've actually been pretty serious about, like, the Rangers' future and, like, actually doing our jobs.
1: We've been more serious than my internet connection. Is this
0: a job? I don't think it is. Um. Uh, so let's start. Let's start easy. What is the meaning of life?
1: Uh, tour kindergarten.
0: Okay, so that's that, that's all you got.
1: <laughs> yep. I mean, someone asked me that on Reddit, and I'm gonna stick by my answer. Fine. Here's, uh, here's, here's no kindergarten.
0: My answer: chicken and waffles. It's the best. It's the greatest.
1: I no. man, I don't want anything messing with my Belgian waffle. You know what? The only thing I want on my Belgian waffle is maple syrup.
0: I hate you. I hate everything about you.
1: I don't even know how I, we're friends. I disagree. I disagree. I think you're a jerk. <laughs> I, I don't know how we're friends. Nothing Nothing beats a nice, puffy Belgian waffle from any diner in the Northeast. I don't want whipped cream on it. I don't want butter on it. I just okay. want my waffle. You don't insurance. like waffles
0: a la mode?
1: No. I like oh waffles. Oh, God. Period. I hate you.
0: <laughs> I hate you so much. All right, so if anyone doesn't know this about me, because you probably don't, I'm a huge foodie. I eat literally everything all the time, and chicken and waffles are uh, are by far my top five favorite foods. You want to do top five favorite foods right now? Do you have a top five?
1: Uh, I probably I could probably fake it. Okay, fake
0: it till you make it. I'll do mine right now. Here we go: pizza, sushi, chicken and waffles, burritos, guacamole.
1: Okay, okay. Uh, I will give you pizza for sure. Sure. What kind of pizza?
0: Oh, it doesn't matter. Any pizza.
1: <laughs> pizza okay. pizza in general It's right, great. It's amazing. Probably right there with you. Okay. Pizza for sure. Uh, nothing beats a good chicken parm. Ooh,
0: chicken parm is so good.
1: Nothing beats a good chicken parm. Look how
0: passionate I get about food. I get so, like, we're talking about the uh, Rangers, and I'm like, yeah, I guess it's it's pretty good. But I'm like, we talk talking about pizza, and I'm like, oh, man, pizza.
1: Gen- general show chicken. Uh, that is definitely in my top five. Okay, okay. Uh. I'm going to say, I got to tell you, Belgian Waffle, pretty fucking high on Without my list. Without
0: the chicken, though. <laughs> <laughs> no chicken in this waffle situation.
1: Be- Belgian, Belgian Waffle, high on my list. I'm going to surprise you with number five here. Uh, I'm going to say Froot Loops. Wow. The cereal Froot Loops? Yeah. Greg. There is never a situation where someone's like, hey, man, you want some Froot Loops? Greg. Where I'm going to say no. So,
0: all right, we're just going to talk about this right now. We're getting this out of the way. Uh, one of the next questions in this is uh, will any of your, your fun podcasts still be under Blue Shirts Breakaway the answer yes
1: you can still find our podcast <laughs> well, well we might not have any more podcasts after this one no no podcast. I might kill this guy <laughs> <laughs> you
0: listen to me NSA it's going down Um, but th- now I will say this next week you and I will be doing I'll be watching The Kingsman this week at some point and you and I will oh be my doing, god you and I will I be doing I a- completely
1: forget that Yeah, I forget that you're just an asshole and haven't seen Kingsman. You hate chicken and waffles, Greg. (laughs) Well, fuck you. You haven't seen Kingsman. (laughs) Okay, so
0: here's our schedule officially as of this moment. Next week, we'll be doing a Kingsman podcast. If you haven't seen the movie The Kingsman, watch us and hang out. Watch us, yes. Watch us watch The Kingsman. I will stream myself watching The Kingsman and my reaction. Um, uh, So I will watch The Kingsman and we'll be talking about that movie next week because you've been killing me to watch that movie. The week after that. We will be talking all about food for thirty minutes.
2: <laughs>
1: so, I'm in. I'm in. So we, we can continue to talk about how a hot dog is a sandwich.
0: Blue shirt breakaway food podcast. Two weeks from now, it'll be by far the most passionate podcast we've ever had.
1: Oh, yeah, more god. like food shirts breakaway. Am I right?
0: Oh, uh, that's what it's going to be named that week. Food shirts breakaway. Um, food stains, something or other. We'll we'll make it up. Uh, so that that's that answers that question. Fruit loops, though.
1: Oh my god. Fruit uh, loops. tell me okay so favorite food i'm talking if this food is offered to me in what situation am i going to say no there is no situation where i'm offered fruit loops and i say no
0: oh yes there fair? is if, if i pee in a bowl of fruit loops you're saying no
1: okay that's not fair you could pee in a bowl of like pizza you know yeah and i'm not eating the pizza first of all why isn't pizza in a bowl that was my whole question uh, i'm gonna ask place. that question
0: yeah that, that was my whole point um, all right, fine. All right, that food podcast is going to be a, a burner. It really is. Um. What hockey jerseys do you guys own, if any?
1: Ooh. Uh, well, I, people, if you know me, I like owning very weird jerseys. Right. I own two jerseys. They're both Rangers jerseys. I own a Jed Ortmeier, and I own a Kevin Weeks. Wow.
0: <laughs> that's pretty good. I own a Chris Kreider and, jersey. That's, yeah,
1: that's and awesome. I mean, just to... Just to back that up, the Met jerseys I own, I got a David Wright and a Pedro Martinez as a gift. The jerseys I bought for myself are Marlon Anderson and Fernando Tatis.
0: I knew you had the Tatis one.
1: I have a Marlon Anderson road gray. I only break that one out on road games.
0: Oh, man, for your your season tickets coming up.
1: Well, the problem is – so Anderson is such a common last name that I get the vibe that people just think my last name is Anderson and I got a personalized jersey. Right, but so it's I'm not. like, no, bro, I'm not that. I'm not a dick. I'm the dick that buys a Marlon Anderson jersey.
0: Oh, I've totally skipped this other food question. Are you ready? Bring it on. Since a hot dog is not a sandwich, whoever this, it is. Okay, this guy's my my favorite person. Uh, what are nope. your favorite sandwiches? Oh, and also go to alcohol. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, hot dog is handled. No. The um, hot dog's well, your
0: favorite sandwich. I totally understand. The,
1: no, actually, um, the better question here is gun to my head, which do I prefer, a chicken parm sub or a chicken parm entree with the, over the pasta? That's a hard fucking question right there that I just asked myself. I don't know. Um, but chicken parm's high up on my list. Meatball parm is another great sandwich. Uh, you can't go wrong with just a classic turkey. On white, like turkey, lettuce, tomato, onion, I like, mayo. I
0: was about to say, if there's no mayo in there, we'll fight right now.
1: No, there's mayo on the turkey. Um, now, I will say this when I make myself just like a turkey sandwich at home, okay. it's literally bread, turkey, and cheese. And that's I'm it? not fucking around. With How it, do you no, eat that
0: so dry, Greg? Are you okay?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's not dry, there's cheese.
0: No, the cheese is not. <laughs> How moist is your cheese, man? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's, it's, um, it, this is but be- yeah, when I order when I order a turkey sandwich, there's mayo on the turkey sandwich. Fine, but I, I agree with you. Life.
0: on chicken parm, chicken parm is a top tier sandwich. Easy. It's a great it's a great meal. I do love a good roast beef with a lettuce and like a a pepper and cheese. Oh, and the mayo that that's that's where yeah. it's at. Also, I like tuna.
1: Not, t- not a roast beef guy. Not a roast beef guy. I Knew
0: you wouldn't be. I do, how how do you feel about tuna? I like a tuna sandwich.
1: I. Hate tuna. What, Greg? <laughs> We're gonna kill each other. Like but a tuna's... Tuna, tuna's, tuna's like the 100th best fish, bro. There's so many other best fish. Oh my fish. god. Tuna salmon, with like a tuna BLT
0: with like American cheese and pepper and like the celery chunks. Like, I'm at home in that
1: sandwich. Salmon, salmon for days. Oh, salmon fucking is a way better salmon.
0: fish, but I don't put salmon on yeah. a sandwich.
1: No, because I'm not a. I'm not a Neanderthal,
0: Greg. Jesus. Yeah. Oh but uh, God. Oh,
1: David, Wright, Sexy beast, get over his head. Ah, screw him, Alex. He's oh bad. my God, this guy um, just
0: live live tweets these these Mets games <laughs> on this podcast.
1: <laughs> tuna, yeah, dude, I'm not a tuna guy. Like, I, just, I cannot I wait for situation. this food podcast. If anyone uh, offer offer up offer up any other kind of fish, I would probably take it before tuna. If
0: anyone has made it this far to this podcast, first of all, God bless your soul. Second off, ask us food questions in the Reddit thread for the two weeks from now. <laughs>
1: um, I'd take tilapia before I take tuna.
0: You're sitting. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's Laffy is good. I, I just uh, tuna. Oh, oh my god! No, I, I can't not, a, not a tuna guy. I can't not a tuna this. guy. Um, uh, have we had? Have you had any more weird interactions with, with fans that we want to talk about? Any Ranger fans you've had weird, or hockey fans you've had weird interactions with lately? I think. Uh... I, I think other than you, I talked to Greg. Does that count? I hate him. I hate Greg. <laughs>
1: Uh no like for I have a good but I have a couple good buddies here in Savannah that are actually a big Penguin fans so I watch the games with them. Um, can't say I've had any weird interactions. Not recently. Not one that sticks out to me.
0: I'm just happy that people uh, watch hockey. If I meet anyone that like, likes hockey and they they shit on me, I don't really care unless they're from Philly. And uh, uh, I think it's yeah, just, I'm I live, just glad they support the game. We're on the same page.
1: I live in Georgia, so hockey is kind of like a foreign language down here. You kind of have to already know someone's a hockey fan before uh, you start talking hockey with them. You can't just, like, if I request for the hockey game to be on the bar, there are a lot of weird looks yeah. thrown my way. And to them, I say, go well, fuck yourself, you stupid commie.
0: Uh, so here's last question is probably we have boring answers to. Uh, do we play NHL 15 or 16? And what team do we use? I did play 16. I played a career season with the Rangers, yes.
1: I uh, <laughs> I own NHL Sixteen. I can't say I've played it much because I've been so tied up with Rocket League, Halo, and FIFA.
0: Rocket League um, is so much fun. Can we talk about Rocket League for a second?
1: How- well, no, because I'm about to really piss you off with the team that I saw. So, I'm weird. Uh, I hate playing with my favorite teams in video games. It's oh, oh, no. not my thing. Oh, no. no, because I like. I love tinkering. Like I love oh, I like, trying to well, build a team in my image, that's like, and like, I find it like very hard. Yeah, like when I play out of the park, I'm never the Mets. I'm usually uh, yeah. actually the, I'm actually the Rays more times than not. Me too. Um, but I
0: usually pick the Royals or the Cubs. Just so everyone knows, out of the park is like a strictly baseball simulation game. There's no actual baseball right. being played. It's just you're the GM.
1: It's all statistics, and it's wonderful. Love it. Um, the last time I did an in-depth hockey game on any NHL, uh, I was the Islanders. Oh. Yeah, did I was get, the Islanders. Did
0: you? How far did you get with that?
1: I, I, I played that one. I, I went deep. I went like five years in, and I think I won a Stanley Cup with them. It was, it was, it, it was deep. They did not like the only Islander I really kept was uh, Tavares and Okposo. Everybody okay. else, I kind of fucked everything else up and just made moves left and right, drafted good people, stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, I, I was the Islanders.
0: All right, last question.
1: Very, very odd. That's
0: weird for you, it's, and I think we're going to take some crap for that. But um, well, I guess you did trade mostly everyone, and I have a lot of respect for Tavares even though he's an uh, last Yeah, qu-
1: and you know, those, you got to say, I, there's, those are Met colors, man. Those are just snazzy. Blue. I love blue and orange. Oh. I should have been, now that I think of it, should have just been the Oilers, but you know what? I wasn't that smart back then.
0: No, you really weren't. Um, the last question, should I invest in, in Roth or traditional IRA? <laughs>
1: You, you want to go Roth IRA? Yeah, I think so too.
0: It. Or you, or I really recommend you get like a nice safekeeping keeping your house or you put all your money underneath your mattress. Because banks no, these days, you know much. what I mean? Banks
1: these days. Yeah, no, that's just dumb. So let's move on because you're <laughs> an idiot.
0: Okay. All right. So I hate all your food tastes. Um, tune in next week for our Kingsman movie special podcast that we'll post on the Reddit, <laughs> the Ragers Reddit. Well, maybe we'll talk about... Uh, some ranger news before we do that probably there won't be that too many we'll talk about uh what's going on in the hockey playoffs or whatever's happening there and uh thanks everyone for hanging out this season it's been
1: a long one hey we we forgot to mention uh the rangers did make a move today
0: we talked about it i thought i talked about it at least with uh with james yeah,
1: you didn't talk about it with me Anthony he back who needs tank let's trade him
0: oh yeah <laughs> yeah let's end this podcast uh let's end this uh greg i'm sorry your internet connection so bad uh it's a good thing that no one cares. People people do care, but it's a good thing that uh, this is the end of the season and we'll be doing nonsense from now on until we fix your computer or something like that.
1: Agreed. And maybe you should just have a waffle. Just a waffle.
0: I have a waffle. I, you don't have to understand. I'm a breakfast enthusiast. If, if you want to see, like, right, I, should, I was going to plug my Instagram. Should I even do that?
1: <laughs> uh, by all means, you definitely don't use the blue shirt breakaway one. Ayo.
0: Ayo, ayo. Shots at me. Uh, my, my Instagram is my name. It's O-H Ryan Mead. R Y A N M E A D. I just post I literally just post pictures of food for the most part and me pictures of me in ugly Christmas sweaters. So if you're ever wondering what I looked like, uh, you could do that too. But uh yeah. confirmed. Uh, I actually went I had a great brunch this weekend. I went to this place called Queen's Comfort. If you're in the New York City area and you haven't gone to Queen's Comfort, you gotta look it up. You gotta get there early or you won't get a seat. It's an amazing experience.
1: Is that what you call is that what you call in there?
0: Oh wow. Shout outs. <laughs> shots, shots fired, I guess.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, shame on you for having a sex life. Ugh, what a dick.
0: Oh, man, that's the worst. All right, man, well, I'm not going to get into this topic. We're done here.
1: Uh, I, I can't <laughs> well, wait to, That'll be a whole other podcast. I can't
0: wait for people to go back through my Instagram and then, like, hate on all my pictures. Uh, so, yeah, there's that.
1: Uh, <laughs> no one's going to do that, Ryan, because nobody listens.
0: <laughs> you make a fantastic point. Everyone, have a great <laughs> week. We'll see you guys next weekend. Thanks for hanging out this week, our longest podcast ever, I believe. And uh, a world record. A world record for us. And uh, I'll see you later, buddy.
2: Bye, friend. Bye-bye. Whatever you're saving up for, a CD from Sandy Spring Bank lets you grow your savings at a guaranteed rate. Right now, earn interest at 5.00% APY on an 8-month CD special or 4.25% APY on a 14-month CD special. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com slash cdspecials. Minimum opening deposit to earn the annual percentage yield is $500 for the 8-month CD special and $2,500 for the 14-month CD special. Member FDIC.